Hello, everyone. Hi, welcome to this first episode of uh, attempt number three at having a podcast. <laughs> uh, hi, I'm Victoria. I mean, I'm sure most of you guys who are listening to this probably are coming from either knowing me as a person or from my other podcast, Crime Traveling, which R.I.P. She was a great time. She's a great two years. Wow, I did that for two years. Other than not eating red meat, that's the longest I've ever committed to something. And I'm very proud of myself for that. Um, but you know, people change, things change, and your brain changes. So now we're doing this. Welcome to Vada Talking. I'm so excited for this. Um, this is just going to be off the cuff, like... No plan. I mean, I have a topic plan for what I want to talk about, but I don't have like anything written out that I'm going to read, like nothing scripted. This is just chilling, hanging out, doing my thing, trying to figure out what my thing is. And also at the same time, learning how to talk better. Because if you've ever met me in person, you'll know I'm not the best at talking to people. Haven't been since I was a wee lad, um, but that's okay. We are going to be new and improved, and we're going to try not to say uh as much as I usually do, even though it's a great sentence filler. How are you? How are things going where you are? I, for people who don't know, I live in Florida. It's cold today, actually, and by cold, I mean it is 58 degrees and for Floridians that is jacket weather and I know a lot of people a lot of my friends from like up north or who get like real winters where it's cold and it snows are like 50 sounds lovely well we're not built for that down here okay I've said it before and I will say it again Florida might as well just be its own country at this point because it's so vastly different from the rest of the United States to the point where I've just given up trying to make sense of it and it just is what it is. It's Florida and I don't know how else to describe it to you unless you come here and experience it for yourself. And depending on what part of the limp dick of the United States you're in, if you're at the top part by Georgia, you're gonna have a very different experience than where I'm at, which is in the middle. And then that's a completely different experience than the bottom part where that is like where the ocean is, you know? Well, the ocean, we're a peninsula, so it's on three sides. You didn't come here for geography, okay? (laughs) So I was trying to think of what's been on my mind recently. And other than everything, everywhere, all at once, not the film, but just life. (laughs) Uh, Congratulations to everybody in that film that won oscars y'all are killing it um but my brain thinks of everything everywhere all at the same time and honestly my brain should have been that movie but i digress so well this isn't like a recent topic that i've been thinking of i think about this all the time because of the amount of meme accounts i follow on instagram we're gonna talk about american girl dolls Because I have a lot to say on this. And this is about one of maybe five topics that I could talk and talk and talk and not get tired of talking about. Anything outside of this, I'm going to just let you take the reins for that conversation. But um, I just smashed my knee into the desk. I don't know if you just (laughs) heard that. Uh, I'm drinking ginger ale, by the way. And girl, if you haven't... Okay, listen to me. If you're having a bad day, you're stressed out. You know what I'm saying? You went to work. Maybe somebody was being an a-hole to you. You had, maybe your kids were having an off day, giving you a hard time. Maybe your significant other was being an asshole. You know, life, stressful. If you get home, you crack open a crisp Canada Dry, I'm going to guarantee you that's going to fix all your problems for a solid 10 minutes. Until I mean, my can's pretty small. I'm drinking the like seven fluid ounce one. But if you want to be a big girl, then get the you want to be a big grown up lady. You get the freaking regular cans 
and you sit down and you have yourself a little drinky drink because the amount of these that I chug every day, I'm pretty sure my blood pressure or my bloodstream is full of this, not blood pressure. I'm not a doctor and I never said I was. If you cut open my veins like a tauntaun, Canada Dry would spill out and that is the only Star Wars reference I know. <laughs> because I've only seen... I think I brought this up. Oh, yeah, because I Facebooked something about it. I said... Cause, oh, I know what it was. I was crying at a video of Baby Yoda playing with... And I know his name's not Baby Yoda. His name's like Grogu or something. And he's not a baby. He's like 50 years old. I get it. I've been lectured by people. I don't need it again. I've never seen The Mandalorian. I've seen two Star Wars films. I've seen... Rogue One, all the way through, I've seen Force Awakens in theaters. I have never seen any of the other ones all the way through. I've seen parts, so I get like pop culture references. I know who some people are, but I would not call myself a Star Wars fan. And that has nothing to do with Star Wars, so don't come at me. I think it's a great cinematic universe. I just have never gotten around to it sci-fi is not really my thing i've come to terms with it i've really tried and again nothing to do with the genre it's just because my brain is not interested in it i don't like space i like space i like learning about space in a technical sense like go to nasa kennedy space center play with all the things do the anti-gravity thing like i like learning about actual space but when things take place in space i lose all interest and i don't know what that is I have no idea because I watch a lot because you could say, well, it has nothing like maybe you could say like, oh, it's because of the the scenery. Like maybe it's just boring, but it's not, though, because usually stuff happening in space is popping off. Y'all are like shooting lasers and uh, crashing spaceships and having to dodge comets and all that crap. I watch period dramas. Period dramas are aesthetically some of the most melancholy and borderline boring things to look at and you're there for the plot you're there for the plot you're there for the relationships and you're there for the outfits but yeah i've never seen a the only thing i know is what tauntauns are and that it was cut open and he like crawls inside of it and i don't even know who he is one of the dudes in star wars i'm gonna say it's han maybe because he's the only one that i really know oh no i know obi-wan but yeah, I don't, I, mm, mm. If, if some, but yeah, I would die for baby Yoda though. For sure. For sure. hundred percent die for baby Yoda. He is, I don't even want kids, but if my kid looked like that, sure. If he was green and his eyes were 50% of his face. Yeah. If he had a little ball that he played with. Yeah. If he came with Pedro Pascal. Absolutely. That's two birds with one stone. I got a husband and a child. And I didn't even have to do work, really. So back on the topic. Uh, we're going to talk about American Girl. And for people who don't know what American Girl dolls are. And to listen to this episode, you really don't have to know because I'm going to explain everything to you like you've never heard of this before and you're in it. To bring it back around, full circle, segue, if you were an alien coming down to Earth and I was explaining this to you about what American Girl Dolls are and why you should be interested in them, then it'll be fine. That's how this episode's going to go. So, And I have my computer in front of me, so we're looking this up like as <laughs> as I'm... It's live on the pod, you guys. It's live deep diving. And uh, so American Girl Dolls, according to their official Wikipedia page, is a line of 18 inch or 46 centimeters for people who use centimeters um, dolls that were released in 1986 by the Pleasant Company. Um, the dolls, okay, didn't know this. The dolls portray 8 to 14-year-old boys and girls of various ethnicities, faiths, social classes from different time periods throughout history. Okay, so originally they started out as, and this is why I'm so into history, I think, because it, because of these little bitches. Um, 
it's basically they came out with like a bunch of dolls and each doll is from a different time period in America's history. So it was meant to like teach your kid about history, but make it interesting. So you had something tangible, which I think is very smart, especially for kids who were like hands-on learners um, and visual learners, because you can just see it. Like for me, my brain is all over the place. I, I usually need some sort of like mental tab in order to to figure like remember things so sometimes like growing up in history class they'd be like okay we're gonna talk about this time period in America and I'd be like okay which American girl doll was from this era and then I would think of her and think of her outfit and then I and her book and then I was able to like visualize the whole era I know probably other kids didn't need to do that but I'm big on like visualization and I need to like paint a picture in my head. I make like movie a movie in my head every day. It's kind of ridiculous and it's honestly very tiring and would not recommend it, but I can't turn it off. Whoops. Um uh, <laughs> so originally I'm not sure who they started out with originally. Um of course this company was founded in Wisconsin. This seems like a very Wisconsin thing to do. Uh so each of the dolls come with like a when you buy them they come with a set outfit that they come in and then if you get the catalog it shows you all of their accessories and like sets because there were sets each of them also had a bed set that you could buy and each of the beds were like period appropriate and like made to look like they were from the era which was the amount of detail y'all really put your whole american girl doll ussies into these things because like even down to the littlest tiniest accessories that usually like if it came with a barbie doll you'd be like oh she has a purse but like the purse is made of specific colors like the there's a native american for example there's a native american girl doll named kaya and her like they consulted actual native american tribes to figure out like what colors to use in certain dresses for certain holidays that they were going to make for this doll like they went hard in the american girl doll ussy paint for this y'all y'all don't understand that's why i'm like i'm not a very patriotic person never have been um i'm kind of just like y'all do right figure it out but i'm like i'm not big on like fourth of july and all that stuff I will wave a flag for American Girl dolls any day of the freaking week. Um, so it, so yeah, she came with her like original outfit, which was called her meat outfit, and that's what she came in the, the box in. Um, and some of the meat outfits have changed over the years a little bit in like color. Some of them for the better, some of them for the god awful worse. Some of the color changes were terrible, and I'm thinking maybe it was because of budget cuts and maybe certain color patterns were cheaper I'm not sure I don't do um for people who are into like making dresses and things like that let me know it does like the color affect how expensive a fabric is it has to right because like certain dyes are probably harder to get I don't know I'm just pulling at straws I'm trying to make things make sense um but yeah like right here it it the originally when they came out and like kind of still today uh they really went into the in the books especially into their backstories and they cover topics like child labor child abuse poverty racism slavery animal abuse war like it was not each of these girls had such amazing stories and they did not shy away from that and i'm very happy about that because history is very ugly hey hi don't know if you know that history god awful um but it was it they were just the concept of the company as a whole was very revolutionary and i know there's been some like recent discourse about certain things that i'm not a fan of and i will get into later uh, but I'm going to try mostly to keep this very aesthetic based. Uh, let's, who were the first, cause, and the, okay, so you have these dolls. These are like the historical ones and they came with their outfit in a book. And then if you wanted to like spend a million dollars, you could buy like their whole sets and things like that and other outfits. Okay. Then they came out with just like you dolls, which I believe they were called like create your own 
before that, but when I was a kid, it was just like, and in this phase heavy, I'm still in this phase. I'll never get out of this phase. But when I was like very much invested, it was uh, just like you dolls. And it was dolls that look just like you. Uh, in theory, that was like a great idea. Now I know if you go on the website, because sometimes I will go, I'm not even gonna lie to y'all. This podcast is gonna be very honest. I sometimes will go on the website and there's a thing where you can like create your own doll and I don't ever buy it because it's too expensive and I can't justify spending that much money as a 23 year old on a doll yet, but I will one day when I make a million dollars. Um, but I will go on there and I'll just sit at like two o'clock in the morning and I'll create my dream doll because now there were, okay. When I was a kid, there were like, cause I have one. She's in the other room. I don't know, um, I never gave her a name. She's supposed to be me. Uh, she has one outfit because we couldn't afford to buy anything else. Uh, we ended up buying me this one because it was cheaper than the historical ones. But the problem is, is there were only like three brown options. And so she doesn't look anything like me, but she's black and she's a queen and that's all that matters. And her hair is great. Um, her outfit, not my favorite. It looks like she's on Disney Channel, but that's besides the point. I need to, like, send her to the... They have a doll hospital, everyone. For people who don't know, if your doll's arm comes off or, you know, her hair gets jacked up or uh, her little brother chews on the foot, you can send her to the doll hospital, which you put her in a box and you send her to, like, the nearest American Girl store to you. Mine would be Orlando. And they fix her. And they send you your doll back in a hospital gown with like a little get well present. And she's brand new. And I think that's so adorable. Uh, so, yeah, I have one. She's like, I guess she's Victoria 2.0, like Audrey 2, because she doesn't have a name. She was just like a number when I picked her. But now there were like a million white choices and then there were like three brown choices. Uh, and now you can give them birthmarks you can give them colored hair like blue hair they have different curl patterns you can pick from uh because her hair is way looser than mine my doll i'll post a picture of her so you can see just how much she doesn't look like me she uh they went very much the barbie route with it where barbie when they were getting slandered for not having enough barbies of color they were just like yeah we'll make a, a black doll and it was just like y'all put zero effort into this but i digress so now yeah you can give them hearing aids now wheelchairs uh i think you can even get like prosthetic arms for them um i know you can add like freckles and uh, uh scars and like there's one feature for people who have alopecia there's one for people who have like uh vertiligo like it you this doll would look exactly like you now and I do go on there occasionally and I try to make my dream doll because I'm trying to manifest y'all don't hate the player hate the game so yeah then they came out with those and then they came out with bitty babies which are babies <laughs> and then they came out with bitty twins so you could get two babies at once so if your child is already not burdened enough with having to take care of one baby you can spring her with two and now she is the mother of two children against her will um so then there's like all these other spinoffs of like hopscotch hill which was like a thing which were these dolls that they were kind of like Barbie dolls and they were a little bit cheaper, but still, if it has the American Girl doll name on it, it's going to be like hella expensive. And then, and then they came out with Girl of the Year. I'm sure Girl of the Year was between historical and create your own, but Girl of the Year was another one that I grew up with, which they introduce a new doll at the beginning of every year. And then you have till the end of the year to buy her. And then she's gone forever. She's put in the vault like Disney movies and you can't buy her on DVD anymore. So I had, I went through a couple phases where I was like, girl, years are cool recently, you guys. And I feel really called out the girl of the year for this year. And it's from like decades usually. Um, well, when I was a kid, it was just like, current girls like it they were they're modern girls um but now i think they ran out of ideas uh 
so they're going back into like decades so there was an 80s one girl tell me why the newest one it's two bitches they're both from 1999 i was born in 1999 (laughs) so i'm old so i'm old american girl you're calling me old a 23 years old old okay grandma status now according and also i got called old by tiktok the other day because i was scrolling 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 like i do ruining my brain and there was a video where somebody said that if you're 22 and under if you're 18 to 22 you're considered a young adult anything after that you're just an adult i'm 23 so tiktok tiktok kids and american girl dolls are calling me old love that love being old love being an 85 year old woman in 2023 i am done i am i i'm not worth anything anymore (laughs) um so that's lovely i will be pressing charges very soon and i will let y'all know when the trial date is so yeah and then there's movies oh my god okay we'll talk about the movies Uh, sorry i'm on the wikipedia page and i just scrolled and it's talking about all the movies so they have stories everywhere uh they have them in canada they have one in toronto and vancouver and then they have one in chicago new york la orlando and then like somewhere up north why is this not telling me great love that thanks thanks guys you just said let's list three stories because they're not going to carry about any of these other ones um so yeah i personally grew up with the historical ones the just like you ones and then the bitty babies were like a little bit after i got out of this phase and then girl of the year that's where i'm at so that's all that i'm knowledgeable about and there's a certain point where i stopped caring about the dolls and i don't know who any of those girls are so we're probably gonna get to that uh today as well so 2000s american girl historical dolls okay told you when my birthday was new 90s sister girl i don't i'm pissed bro i'm so mad that the new ones from 1999 what are you talking about oh my god okay so i'm looking at a picture of all of them so i grew up with samantha kit Josefina, Addie, Kaya, Julie, Kirsten, Molly. That's it. Those are the only. Oh, and Felicity. Feli- Why is Felicity not in this picture? Who? <laughs> yeah, those are the only ones that I grew up with. And I'm looking at this photo and I don't know who these other people are. Oh, no, I do. Because, okay that one's oh my god i feel so old this is making me feel so old when like because there's so many meme accounts which is another thing i'll put the two that i follow there's like two big ones that i follow that are uh it's like they all have like really janky names on purpose but they're supposed and then their profile photo is of the doll that they're supposed to be so there's one that's called julie albright but julie is spelt like the jewel that you smoke she's very funny um i will put her and they post just like i like it because it's a very good mix of like political current memes and so like you know they spread awareness because they do realize they have a very big following and then also just like absolutely rancid other memes uh and then the other one is instead of kit kit ridge it's kit kit ridge i'm gonna really have to type that in uh the description of this episode but it's okay yeah they're very funny oh there's another one i follow named kirsten like kirsten larson but it's kirsten arson and then there's another one that i follow that's uh 
I can't remember the name of right now, but I will put them in the description of this episode. So you should go check them out. I'm sure you already follow them because they're very big on Instagram and Twitter. All right. So maybe I should type in originals because we need to original American Girl dolls. I don't want to buy one. I just want to see not these 90s bitches again. I get them out of my face. I'm pissed if y'all can't tell. Okay, here we go. Historical characters. American Girl Doll Wiki, of course. Why didn't I start here? Okay. So, historical characters in chronological order. Okay, we're going to go through this list because it's not that long. And it tells you, like, what era they're from. And I will tell you if I remember them or if I grew up with them or not. Kaya, representing Indigenous America. Uh, she, yes, I, yeah, I mentioned her earlier. She was like one of the OGs, loved her, always wanted her. I thought she was gorgeous. She had the longest hair out of all the dolls. Her braids almost went down to her feet and she was brilliant. Her story, amazing. Uh, Felicity Merriman, representing English colonial America at the dawn of the Revolutionary War. So she's like a, um, uh, uh, the British are coming, bitch. Like, she... Yeah, she for sure knew Paul Revere. She... <laughs> the American Girl Dog community? Because we all grew up with these, and now we're all, like, adults in our 20s. I mean, they were out, like, way before, but I'm talking about, like, the people who were kids in the 2000s that grew up with them, like me. We all are, like, meme lords now, and so... <laughs> We all have just collectively as a community have just come to terms with the fact that Felicity was for sure a racist and for sure owned slaves, even though it wasn't specifically mentioned in the book. Cool. Moving on. Caroline Abbott, representing the U.S. War of 1812. She's the one with blonde hair, I think, in the pink dress. She came out when I was like well into my teens, so I didn't want the dolls anymore, but I still looked at the catalogs because they came to my house. They got delivered in the mail every week. Okay, Josefina, representing a Mexican culture in Southwest America while under Mexican rulership. She slayed. She was a moment, too. She had very gorgeous hair. Again, they went off with trying to consult people from that culture to, like, represent her different outfits and things like that. Um, And I learned a lot about Mexican food from her book as well that I didn't know before. And just, like, Mexican culture overall. Uh, Cecile... And Marie Grace. Okay, these were two dolls that you got at once. You could buy them separately. Representing New Orleans, including free blacks. Okay, yes, this was after, like, yes. In the antebellum period during the 1853 yellow fever epidemic. Everyone was dying. Everyone was dying, but they were besties, and that's all that mattered. So, Cecile was black. She was gorgeous. Her blue dress is, like, satin. And she, honestly, if I had to rank their outfits... Hers in, I don't really care about Marie Grace. She's kind of like a low-budget Carolyn Abbott, to be quite honest with you. And it's only like, what, 12, 22, 32, 42, 40 years in the future. So same century, just not, or yeah, just not whatever. Um, Yeah, their dresses were gorgeous. And their story, very cute. And they were friends. And they fought racism together. And we stand that. Kirsten Larson. Kirsten be going through it. Her friend dies of like, um, she's a, she's a, uh, well, I didn't finish. Mid-century settlement of America West by white European immigrants and pioneers. So she's a, what's that game? What's that game where everybody gets like, uh, Oregon Trail. She's an Oregon Trail girly. So imagine like Donner Party stuff she's that she has like the little bonnet on and they're like I think you could buy her a covered wagon if I'm not mistaken but she's a little farm girly and her friend dies of like diphtheria or something and it's crazy Addie Wa- oh there's an Instagram account of her dead friend and it's literally titled like dead whoever her friend is um Addie Walker representing African Americans during the tail end of the Civil War era and the early reconstruction era so hers was about like slavery and her family literally in the books like 
ran away and became free in the book so it was all about that and we stand her she's a queen honestly if i had like when people ask me all the time they're like what people's favorite question because they know i'm into history they're like what era would you like to go to like travel back in time to and i'm like realistically if i looked like myself i can't go anywhere before 1975 you know you know so uh yes Addie Queen, still want her. She's on my bucket list of like dolls that I really, really, really want. Her and Samantha. And speaking of Samantha, Samantha Parkington represented turn of the century America in the early American progressive era. So she was in like the Industrial Revolution and stuff. Early 1910s beat. Um, She was... She had a friend. Okay, so most of these dolls, not all of them, but some of them had like a friend that you could buy. Uh, Cecile and Marie Grace, the ones I mentioned before, were the first time that friends got marketed together. Um, but Samantha's friend was Nellie. She got retired a while ago, but she was lit too. Samantha's movie is great as well. Anna Sophia Robb plays uh, Samantha, and it's a very good film about uh, teaching about child labor and factory work in the early 1900s. So, and there's a scene where a little girl gets her freaking finger chopped off and I was traumatized it was terrifying I think that's like the third time I brought that up this month I need to rewatch that movie uh but yeah Samantha's outfits definitely in the top five for me she her sets ate it up girl every time it's that like post-Victorian era uh lavishness but there's like a little bit of um modern thrown in there to add a little bit of oomph you know what I'm saying so it's like mid between the end of the Victorian era but like the beginning of like everything Titanic and all of these new uh inventions in America and there's too many fucking people uh population boom uh yeah she slayed Rebecca Rubin we're representing American Jewish culture in the early 20th century World War One era with focuses on immigration in the silent film era she was really cool uh, one, because I loved how they uh, focused on a lot on her religion, because a lot of these dolls, it's kind of just like assumed that they're Christians because it's like uh, uh, it's America. And a lot of these dolls are white, except for like um, a couple of the ones that I mentioned before. But she came out when I was a little bit older and her outfits eat, her sets eat. She has some really, really cute... Because she wants to be an actress, so she has a lot of really fancy, like, evening gowns you can buy. Her whole set's eat it up, girl. She's an icon, she's a queen, and she's a legend. Uh, Claudie Wells, African-American during the Harlem Renaissance era of the 1920s. I don't know who that is. I have absolutely no idea who that is, but she is in one of my favorite eras which is 1920s and she's a black queen so we automatically uh slay let's look her up claudie wells who are you oh she's the new 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 one okay that's why i don't know who she is she's so cute oh my god she's very cute and her hair eats Oh, and she has little, like, 20s. Oh, my God. She has a 20s outfit that comes with a fan. And a head wrap. Oh, my God. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Adding her to the list. Would like her, please. Thank you. Uh, Next is Kit Kitridge. Her description literally just says, representing the American Great Depression. <laughs> Which, literally, yeah. Kit is the one with the short, the bob. She's the bob queen. Uh one two three do the Nicki Minaj blank bob queen um I just got a bob get into it yeah that's Kit Kit Ridge you know uh her movie eats too because hers was low-key kind of famous she Julia Roberts produced that movie and she was at the premiere I looked up photos and what's the girl's name Abigail Breslin plays Kit and then I know Willow Smith is in it when she was a baby well like a little kid and she slayed uh nani mitchell representing world war ii era from pearl harbor america's official entry into the world the war including hawaiian american culture nani was super cute again she came out when i was older and i was kind of like 
not interested in buying the dolls anymore so i don't really know that much about her but she was adorable and again hair slayed molly mcintyre representing the tail end of world war ii and early post-war era okay molly i think is when you think of american girl doll she's the one that comes to mind for most people she's the one with the two braids and she has the little check sweater on and the skirt and the little mary janes and the the harry potter glasses and a beret and she tap dances that's what i remember from the movie i remember her being in the movie her being annoying and that's not the actress's fault they wrote her like that but her books were very sad like her her dad gets like shipped off to war and stuff like that but yeah she's the most american out of all of these um marilyn larkin representing the cold war and post-war baby boom era of the 1950s i don't know who that is oh mary ellen wow guess who's illiterate um mary ellen american girl doll oh she's new too she's like a little she has like poodle skirts that's i have no interest i'm gonna be real honest with you absolutely no interest in this doll i am not a huge fan of like 1950s era things 40s and 50s only thing i like about the 60s is the clothes uh and then i really like i genuinely i go from like 1930s and under and then i skip 1940s 1950s only dabble in 60s for clothes and then i pick back up in the 70s is where i'm interested in 70s onward uh yeah so we don't see her i pretend i do not see the 40s and 50s melody ellison african-american civil rights movement in the 1960s i do know who she is she sings and she's a black queen i do know who that is but again she came out in the last like five years so i don't know much about her julie albright speaking of the 70s representing the feminist and social so, so, bleh, again can't read you're gonna learn this about this podcast i can't read and i can't talk great combo societal changes of american society during the 1970s in the u.s bicentennial julie her bed set hello her canopy bed set with the the bead curtains on the side hello and her lava lamp her active working lava lamp that you could buy for her nightstand hello her bell bottoms and her fringe vest hello julie yeah she ate it up and she had a friend too whose name was ivy and she ate too she was the only asian doll and for a long time and she and i'm sad they discontinued her i don't think you can get her anymore and i'm pit, a lot of the friends like nelly and ivy you can't buy them anymore you have to like go on ebay and haggle with like a 65 year old woman who's like hoarding them in her basement trying to get you to spend three thousand dollars on them it's ridiculous courtney moore representing the feminist technological and societal change in american society and the start of the aids pandemic in the 1980s i don't know who this is let's look her up but I, see how i'm saying like they even today they still try to talk about like reese oh she's the 80s doll that i mentioned before yeah yeah she's the one that like people were all up in arms about that they first brought out and they were like so what are you saying people who were born in the 80s are old now because <laughs> why is there a doll from the 80s but the girls who are buying these dolls now are like 10 they were not around in the 80s which is that's crazy to me anyways yeah she's she her outfit's cute she's very stranger things i mean i wasn't around in the 80s but i do know the 80s <laughs> uh and then last ones are nikki hoffman and isabella hoffman okay these are the bitches that i'm not talking about because they're from the 1990s and or 1999 2000s and they don't count okay now that you're up to date on who all of them are hopefully and you see that they span a wide variety of uh of time periods some of them are kind of like repeating a little bit some of them are a little carbon copy like i feel like we really didn't need even though she's a queen i love her i feel like we didn't need cecile and mary grace because they're very similar like they're just like fancy felicities a little bit um let's talk about the movies okay so uh and then one of them oh and then like there's girls of the year but i'm not gonna go over all of them because there's so many oh my god so but there is one girl of the year that i will be going over in, when i talk about the movies so 
I grew up with one, two, three, four, five. Five of these movies. There are now... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. There are now twelve films available for you to peruse on Amazon Prime, even though I don't like Amazon. Uh, they're all on there, and you can get them. Uh, but I only grew up with a couple, and so first is the one that I mentioned earlier, which is uh, Samantha and American Girl Holiday. It's technically a Christmas film because it takes place during Christmas, and they're celebrating Christmas. D- take a shot every time I say Christmas uh don't you'll die so this movie absolutely ate it up none of these movies have ratings by the way which is insane to me oh apparently you can watch this movie in full on YouTube but you didn't hear that from me for free you didn't hear from me or you can be legal and spend two dollars on Google Play or YouTube or Apple TV if you have Apple TV it has a 72%. That's actually very good for a, a not rated children's movie that came out in 2004. So this movie, the basis like little summary that it says is uh, Nellie, her father and two sisters have moved to be servants for the Ryland family, though they come from completely different backgrounds. Samantha and Nellie Ryland become fast friends. So that basically the movie is about the friendship between Samantha and Nellie Nellie and her family come over from Ireland to work for this American family and Samantha learns about like Samantha's not spoiled but she's definitely not like aware of poverty you know what I'm saying she lives in this huge house I think her mom dies at one point so she she is aware of trauma but it's a very like um Oh, wow, that gets on my nerves. Sorry, I'm reading this as I'm talking. It says this movie's set in 1904 and her grandma is trying to teach Samantha how to be a proper Victorian young lady. Well, if you know, the Victorian era ended in 1901. So you're about three years late. And that's not, we're not in that era anymore. So I take back what I said about them being historically accurate. No, I'm kidding. I don't, but... (laughs) It's close enough. We'll let it slide. The movie's good. The costumes eat, so it's okay. Ginger ale sip break. So, uh, the whole movie essentially is about the friendship and how, like, they're each showing each other how they live, essentially. So, like, Nellie is able to see, like, how rich people live, which sometimes it can be kind of patronizing. And then Nellie has to go work at a factory because I think her dad and oh I shouldn't say that sorry it came out in 2004 this movie's made for children whatever her dad I'll put it there's spoilers sorry I'm gonna talk about the movies so her dad ends up dying and I I'm pretty sure 100% sure so she has to go work in a factory Nellie who's like 10 maybe and even though they had children working in factories way younger than 10 but Nellie's like 10 and she has to help her siblings because her dad is gone so she has to be like the matriarch kind of so she's a servant during the day for their Samantha's family and then she goes and works at a factory at night and then like Samantha like sneaks out one night to try to find her and goes to the factory and sees this girl get her finger chopped off because those machines were not regulated and they were very dangerous and they like to use little kids to stick their little tiny kid fingers in the things to clear out machines but they didn't tell them that like oops your hand might get cut off so yeah traumatizing this movie absolutely traumatized me when i was a kid but in a good way and honestly this movie and like a book that i read are the reasons why i'm into the victorian era so this movie starred anna sophia robb she was samantha she's absolutely brilliant mia farrow is the the freaking uh grandmother and then um I don't know who any of these other people are I really don't I don't think many famous people oh my god Rebecca Mater's in this oh my god she plays the aunt that comes and marries her okay yes Samantha's mom dies and then the aunt comes to marry the dad and then Samantha's kind of salty about it low-key because I kind of would be as well and she's like I did okay cool now I remember Rebecca Mater for people who don't know if you watched Once Upon a Time like I did on ABC 
she plays Zelina on Once Upon a Time. She was also in Lost as well. Um, but Lost is a whole other thing. I need to get back into Lost and like actually finish it because I stopped because that show was an absolute cluster hell. And Lost is made by the same people who made, who wrote Once Upon a Time, which makes so much sense because halfway through Once Upon a Time, I clocked the hell out. <laughs> they love just like loopholes, trippy loopholes and like things that don't make sense and they never explain it. Love that. It's called great writing. <laughs> um... But yeah, the costumes in this movie, fantastic. It was directed by a woman, which we obviously stand. Any movie that's... Oh my God, I'm looking at the dresses right now. I'll post photos. So good. So good. Samantha had a new outfit for every scene. I'm not kidding. I don't think she wore the same outfit twice. And she looked incredible. And and the great thing about it was as they modeled her dresses after the ones you could buy the doll. So, yeah, it was this movie. I need to rewatch it, even though it's not Christmas time. But it was great. And I want all of her dresses. Please and thank you. Even though I'm a grown woman. But I kind of dress like an old Victorian child anyways. So it's fine. All right. Next movie we're going to talk about is... uh, We'll do Kit next, since it's next on the list. This is what I said... This is an 80% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, because it's great. It came out in 2008. This one actually has a rating. It's rated G. Honestly, I think Samantha should have been PG-13 because some of that stuff was trauma. Kit, 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 Rich and American Girl. Amazing. Star-studded cast. It made $17.7 million at the box office. Yes, this came out in theaters, girl star-studded cast we have abigail breslin as kit kitridge chris o'donnell as the dad jack joanne cusack as the neighbor lady lucinda uh julie orman was the mom stanley tucci's in this i don't remember who he was i think he worked at the newspaper place because kit would like to help deliver newspapers so i think he was like the manager of the newspaper place willow smith was in it amazing they made their budget back. Budget was 10 mil. They made 17 million out of the box office. Why? Because Julia Roberts' name was on this. Again, directed by a woman. We love it. This is the description. Not my words. This is Google's words. Uh, Kit Kitridge, a girl growing up in Depression era Cincinnati, has a nose for news and a knack for picking up strays. So she's kind of like Nancy Drew low-key. I added that part. That wasn't in there. When a crime spree hits the Ohio City, all evidence points to the local hobo community, particularly Kit's friend, Will. She recruits her friends, Ruthie and Sterling, to sniff out the real thief. But the children uncover a plot that reaches far beyond Cincinnati. It's like a cry. It's like Nancy Drew, girl. It's Nancy Drew for children. Oh, it's so good. Because she, like, runs around with this little camera and, like, binoculars, and she has a basset hound that follows her everywhere. Ugh. Girl. Iconic this movie it has everything i forgot the word hobo existed not gonna lie yeah i remember them being like not very nice to the sorry i had to like think about there's a scene playing in my head from this movie they like the way they talk about like people who have less money than them is very whack but that's probably what happened see they're keeping it real you know what i'm saying it's crazy and yes kit also i forgot to mention kit had a friend her name was ruthie ruthie's outfit's great her character didn't really need to be there it could have been the same uh yeah this movie eats every time costumes are cute very 1920s she has the little like I call them bonnet hats, but they're not bonnets. Those, like, hats that are, like, it looks like you just put a bowl on your head. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Very cute outfits, though. And they had a treehouse that they hung out in. So, that made me want a treehouse. And I still want a treehouse. All right. Next one. Felicity, an American Girl Adventure. This one came out in 2005. It is a 74% on Google Google. google videos um this is the one that has shailene woodley in it she plays felicity this was like her first like i don't want to say it was big break because it went straight to dvd most of these are straight to dvd that's why i'm saying that's why i hyped kit up so much because that seven mil 
ain't nothing that's the only one of these movies that came out in theaters i didn't know it came out in theaters or else i would have saw it in theaters i bought it on dvd but all of these movies straight to dvd straight to the american girl doll catalog so this one is also not rated because it's kind of it's a lot so young assertive felicity merriman lives with her mother and father in colonial virginia where the movement towards breaking away from british rule is growing felicity is looking for her own kind of freedom and discovers it in the form of a beautiful horse that she rescues from its cruel owner as the american revolution begins felicity finds comfort in her equine friend but still has to contend with tumultuous changes in her life giving very boston tea party so that's what you need to imagine this movie aesthetically very beautiful shailene woodley plays felicity uh katie henny plays uh elizabeth cole which is i know who katie henny is she's an actress but um she plays the friend so felicity and then elizabeth had, uh, felicity had a friend named elizabeth uh marcia gay harden played felicity's mom and it was a serve and I loved every second of it. And then there's just a bunch of random white dudes. And I don't know who the rest of this cast is. Sorry about it. Um, this movie, lavish, bro. The costumes, so rich. You could tell they were like, mm-hmm, we're gonna, we're gonna get the costumes in this movie. While I'm not a fan of colonial American era costumes and like outfits in general, they're beautiful whoever did the costume for this movie absolutely the necklines on all these dresses fantastic oh my god all the boys look like paul revere but that's not important we're not here for them we're here for the dresses um this movie i remember there's a scene where they go to a ball and they learn how to dance in these dresses that have like these giant like uh crinolines in them which is like the things that make your dress look wide on the bottom and I remember being like, I want to learn how to dance at a ball. But I would have never been allowed in this room for obvious reasons. <laughs> there are no slaves in the movie. Even though this time period is very slavery heavy. And they don't talk about it much. I think they mention somebody having like a servant, but they don't call them a slave. They really, this movie's focusing on like her and her horse friend and all that crap. Um but yeah the bonnets go hard in this movie paul revere pointy three-point hats eat it up the coats that have a million buttons on it on point i also remember on the dvd for this movie there was like a behind the scenes like a whole other separate movie that was like 30 minutes of behind the scenes that was like spend a day on set with felicity so like shailene woodley is like literally 12 and she's taking you she's like get ready for the shoot with me and they talk about like being an actress and do how to do takes and like learning to ride a horse and learning to dance like they had to go to etiquette school for this movie because they had to learn how to eat properly and dance and and yeah I wanted to do that so bad and I still want to just maybe not in colonial America all right next one we're going to talk about there's only two more there's this one and then there's Krissa so this one is Molly an American girl on the home front again not rated came out a year after Felicity uh came out in 2006 it's literally the description of this just says world war ii affects the lives of a girl and her close-knit family that's literally what this movie is uh i love how all these movies were directed by women i love that and it was distributed by disney channel i did not know that it's not rated okay i was right i always tell people i'm like molly ringwald plays the mom in this and i'm always i always get molly ringwald and gina davis confused Gina Davis is the lady from Stuart Little. She plays the mom. Molly Ringwald is 16 Candles and this movie and many others in Breakfast Club. I get them confused because they were like, I know that they have like a little bit of an age difference, but like they both were like popular around the same time and they both have red hair. Sorry. So Molly's pretty straightforward. This movie was great. Uh, again, they wrote Molly to be very annoying oh my god thomas brody sangster's in this okay if y'all know the maze runner his little blonde friend and the okay he also was in queen's gambit the boy in queen's gambit 
that she ends up with, the one that she likes, the blonde boy with the weird mustache. That's this guy. Yeah. I didn't know he was in this. Oh my God. What a sleigh. I love that. Anyways, so this movie, very American. Like it somehow is even more, they said, oh, Felicity came out last year. You thought Paul Revere and uh, the American uh, Revolution was a lot and wait for it. We're about to give you America, America. So this movie's all about World War II. Her dad gets sent off to to fight in the war and then she because during World War II because the amount of men that got sent off in the draft was so much a lot of the women had to like take over quote unquote male oriented fields hate that but that's what you'll read in history books so a lot of the stuff that was being used in war was built by women so like ships were built by women um uh, you know, factories were being run by women, assembly lines, like, it's very Rosie Riveter. So that's what this movie is. It's like Molly trying to figure out how she can help her dad and, like, soldiers in America. And then she also, like, performs in a talent show. She's, like, a tap dancer. So you remember that scene in Captain America where he, like, does a show for the so- the soldiers to, like, cheer them up? That's basically what Molly does. So she, like, gets her friends together and they make a little show. But, yeah, this movie's great. They were really, they stayed cast in famous people too. Love that. And then finally we have uh, Krissa, an American Girl Stand Strong. This one was the girl of the year. This is not the only girl of the year that got a movie, but this is the first one that got like a real, real movie. So this one came out in 2009. I watched this DVD so much. And this was around the time when like schools were really pushing anti-bullying stuff. So that's Krissa's whole thing. Says, having recently arrived at a new school, a fourth grade student finds herself being bullied by a swimming rival and her friends. So, Samantha Hen- Hen- Henry, if you all saw her face, you would know. She's like, she, you, most of these girls you would probably know. They're like on TikTok now. Whatever. So, this whole movie's like, there's a video game? Oh, heck no. Okay, it's just HBO video. Cool. I was very confused. I was like, what is this video game going to be? But it's the movie's fine. It has a 52%, but it's mainly like this girl moves and then she becomes friends with these other girls at her new school and she's like a great swimmer and then the other girls on the swim team try to like sabotage her and then she learns to like in the title stand strong and like uh, defend herself and her friends and like be true to herself it's very mean girls but for children because it's rated g because the group of girls that make fun of her there's like three little blonde girls that make fun of her it's very regina george very mean girls also i was thinking there are scenes in that movie where they fully call her out and like bully her in front of everybody at swim practice if i was standing me victoria with my little bird body in a in a swim cap like the like a, a bald cap swim cap freshly out of the pool can't breathe because there's chlorine in my nose can't see straight because I just had goggles pushing my eyes into my skull and a girl is slandering me on the side of the pool nah I quit I quit because that's humiliating <laughs> that's so humiliating can you imagine she got absolutely scalped at the pool and for what i oh i remember why because the girl was like she's a better swimmer than me and i can't have that and so she would like try to sabotage her it was horrendous i remember this movie traumatized me as well i was afraid to go to school i was like what if i get picked on and we didn't have a swimming pool at my school like what was i afraid of so yeah uh, it was it was a good message. It's just the execution of it. I don't know if I would have. Also, she did have a friend named Sonali, and she was Indian. And she her outfits, her doll and her outfits ate it up. Loved it. And I'm very, again. They keep American Girl. If you're listening to this, which you're not going to, can you stop retiring the friends of the girls? Like sometimes the friends ate it up more than the girls did like the main girl and and it also kind of pisses me off a little bit that the front they gave the the spotlight main character front cover 
to the traditional Caucasian girl and then the side character that didn't really get that much elaboration was the POC like you know Julie had Ivy and Krissa had Sonali and that's why I appreciate even though they're not dolls that I'm interested in getting that Cecile and Marianne those two that I mentioned earlier it's switched so Cecile is like the main girl on the cover and then you can also buy Marianne so appreciate that but we could do a little bit more with that I will say in recent years they have come out with a lot more diversity so I'm very proud of you I will give you credit where credit is due but there's always room to improve that's basically everything to be quite honest they had a vid like a a game with the create your own doll that I got that was like American Girl University and it was straight up Club Penguin, y'all. It was straight up Club Penguin. So you entered a code that came with your doll. It was borderline Webkins too. It was like Club Penguin and Webkins got together. And then you put your doll in the game and then she could like go to class. It was like you did college, which was crazy because all of us who had those dolls were not college age. So whatever it doesn't make any sense but it was still cool and I had a lot of fun with it it just you know I didn't go to college I might I would like to this year but I want to be at that board meeting who at that board meeting was like you know what we need instead of I don't know bringing back like historical dolls that people loved and cherished for years that you canceled and put in the vault for no reason let's make it on let's make club penguin but for american girl let's spend so much money on a developer to come in and make a computer game that didn't even work that well that mind you was full screen like it wasn't like it was in a window in your browser on the internet like it when you open the game it opened its own window and took up your whole screen i'm not playing with you that game probably had massive amounts of viruses on my old computer but you know what it was worth it i had a good time so technically i am a college graduate because i did graduate in that game before they canceled it so I can tell people I got a degree in American Girl Doll University. And I'm not lying, technically. I have no proof because the game no longer exists. I tried to go in the Wayback Machine and find it, but it doesn't exist. Uh, So yeah, that's pretty much it. I just wanted to talk about these egregiously expensive dolls. But they're kind of expensive for a good reason because they do put a lot of work into them. And I'm sure the historical consultations for these are not cheap. So you can't see me, but I'm doing a salute. Salute to you, American Girl Doll. This is the most patriotic you will ever hear me being. My favorite doll out of all of them, and I'm looking at them right now. As a kid, I would have said Samantha. Now as an adult, it's probably a tie between Addie and Julie. And absolutely do not care about Felicity. Felicity could fall off the face of the earth and I wouldn't really care. She needed to go into the harbor with the tea. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Boston Tea Party plus me. That's the new Felicity book coming out. And I will write it, American Girl, if you would like me to come write your books. They still come out with new books too. I haven't read them in a while, but I did read all their main books. So I do know everybody's like core history. Also... The people who are saying that we shouldn't have Addie because slavery is too hard to learn, like too much of a harsh topic for your kids to learn. Um, My advice for you, suck it up. You know, it happened. It's not you didn't do it. You know, your ancestors did it. And we're not happy about it. But guess what? We need to talk about it so it doesn't happen again. And we're kind of going backwards right now in time. And I am scared. So we need Addie more than ever. She needs to rise up to the forefront. Addie, Addie stands rise now. We need to... She needs to be the top selling doll at the end of this year. All right. Thank you for listening to me badly talk about 
American Girl dolls for like an hour. Uh, I appreciate you hanging out, sticking around. Hopefully something in here uh, made you smile. Because <laughs> there's a lot going on in the world right now. Uh, if there's a topic you would like me to talk about on here that you know that I'm interested in. Or you would like me to look into, I'd be happy about it. But... Uh, yeah, I had a good time making this. This was so much fun. Uh, I just, you know, hopefully when we get to like episode 100 of this, I'll be at least 0.1% better at talking. I'm not going to guarantee it, but we're going to hopefully work. We're going to work towards that. We're going to keep an open mind. Um, Yeah, looking forward to having like guests on in the future to like shoot the shit with. Um. And, oh, I want to do, at the end of every episode, I want to give you a song. Uh, I don't think I can play the song. I'll put the song in the description, though. So, the song of the, the, song of the week. I'm going to go on my Spotify and find what I'm listening to this week a lot. What do I have on replay? So, this week's song is going to be... It's called One Right Now. And it's with Post Malone featuring The Weeknd. And this song, great. Love Post Malone. He looks like he uh, could beat up several people, but I'm sure he's a sweet man. And The Weeknd scares me a little bit. He seems unhinged. But again, their voices together, beautiful. The beat on this track, insane. Uh, it's a little explicit word-wise because it's literally, it's the title is it's one right now. It's about like, how he's mad that like his girl thinks that he can't get anybody after they broke up so he's like I got another one coming over right now so it's not the most like feminist song in the world but I don't really listen to music for the words I listen to it for the beat and this song's beat slaps so uh yeah check it out I'll put it in the description so you can like so you don't have to like remember it and I'm also gonna put the Instagram account, meme accounts that I mentioned earlier in the description as well. Thanks so much for hanging out with me. It means the world that you took a little bit out of your day, time out of your day to, to hang out. And congratulations, you survived this conversation. Until next time, bye-bye.